All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, from realtors, lenders, builders, developers, residential or commercial, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Our very special guest and future Titan for today, Claudine Ellis. Claudine, thanks so much for taking the time. Honor to have you on the show. Hi, thank you. Where's the cheer? Usually it's like- Yeah, I know. It's like clap, 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 clap. <laughs> we'll have to dub that in later. <laughs> but Claudine, seriously, thank you so much. I know you're super busy. It's an honor to have you on the show all the way from Virginia. Uh, I'm just really excited to share your story uh, with the audience, really what drives and motivates you, tactics, tools as a top producer. Again, just in the announcement, but I mean, top producer, national speaker, author, I mean, TV personality. I just, I can't wait to share it with everybody. So uh, if you're ready, let's just dive in. Yeah. Cool. So first question comes down to it is just telling everybody a little bit about yourself. Um, I, it's hard to talk about myself, but you know, I'm a realtor and that's what I love to do. I live in Virginia and um, I just work. I'm just a person who believes that from the time I wake up to go to sleep, you know, my office hours are eyes open, eyes closed, you know, that kind of thing. I don't stop till the work is done. So I just really, my story is that I'm just a regular little girl that just likes to do real estate and I love it. And my whole world revolves around that. Wow. I, I mean, and that's huge. And it's evident. It speaks volumes for you and obviously for your career and the reputation that you have in your community in the real estate world. Um, I want to dive a little bit deeper into what got you into business in the first place, Claudine? Like why real estate? What was your path up until today where you're at? Yeah. Well, subconsciously I can tell you that I probably have been in real estate all my life. Okay. Um, the reason why I say that, <laughs> the reason why I say that is because, you know, my parents, um, when they came to this country, they had bought real estate and then, you know, we had a brownstone. So they lived, you know, at the basement and we lived above and, I kind of subconsciously might've thought that was the way to do things. Right. So, um, I never really thought I was going to be a real estate agent. I just want to make sure that's clear. Wow. I did know that I wanted to invest and buy rental property based on the learn the teachings that I've had over the years about having residual income and owning land and owning property and assets. Right. Yeah. So, um, when I first graduated, I was able to get a house without even really having a good job or anything. I just had like a contract and they gave me a house. I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. And then um, the realtor that I had was a little older mm -hmm. and he, my, my grandmother found him. So I had to kind of like go with him anyway. <laughs> and I was just like, this guy, I don't even know if he knows what he's doing. Is he going to make it through the real estate transaction? So wow. I decided I was going to go to school and learn a little bit more because I felt like he wasn't really on board, but notwithstanding, I just felt like I should know more anyway. Cause I just feel like if people are helping me and they don't seem like they're on board, I'm going to have to learn it anyway. So I might as well. And I was just out of college. So learning wasn't a problem for me. So I went ahead and took the test and got the license, but I still didn't really do any real estate. I was just basically going to buy some houses. So I bought my first rental property wow. and then, um, I left the house that he sold me and bought a new house. And I was actually, you know, talking to the real estate agent and she was like, you know, you seem really good. Maybe you should go into new construction. I was like, Oh yeah, that sounds good what I had been doing all along was selling new construction, but not doing any of the work because that's how it goes. You go there, you take your client there and the agent said, just does all the, you know, I used to joke about the fact that I never wrote a contract because really they did all the work. Wow. And so, um, fast forward, I had, um, decided I was going to get out of the working world and go for, into business myself. So I did two things. I, st I stayed with my real estate license and I opened a Verizon wireless and then real estate was doing kind of better than, everything else at the time sure. until the market support supposedly crashed. Right. And so I went full throttle in real estate, bought some more real estate, bought real estate out of state. I was just doing real estate forever and the market crashed. So I was like, wow, what do I do now? Because when the market crashes, everybody was like, Oh my God, I'm getting out of real estate, whatever. I sold more real estate in the year the market crashed than I did in my whole career prior to that. So that was pretty good. Um, I did it. a lot of workforce housing. So um, how, what really got me into it was I was looking at new homes. As I told you, I like the new homes thing. And I met this young man, his name was Brandon, actually his name is Charles. And he was frustrated. His name is Charles Brandon. He doesn't like the Charles, so he calls himself C. Brandon. But he, um, he was frustrated. He was like, look, 
I can't find, I don't know how, I met him coming out of that property and he looked frustrated. So I kind of like never met a stranger. So I was asking, hi, how are you doing? Looking for a house like those? And he's like, yeah, but <clears throat> I'm frustrated. I can't find anything. I need something pretty quick. And, you know, I guess with the new construction, you have to wait hmm. and everything. So this was 2002 or three, I believe. And I said, well, I, I can help you. I can help you. Now, mind you, I hadn't really sold a stick of gum. I pretty much bought my own house and that was it. So I didn't know what I was doing. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I told him this story too. He was like, wow. Cause he called me 10 years after to sell the same house. So he, um, Love that. he's like, he used me as a guinea pig, <laughs> but I'm not slow. So I can figure things out. So I took him and we started knocking doors, basically hand in hand, knocking doors. Hmm. Nobody knew me. So no one's going to take my contract in that time of year, 2002, three, four, five, the market was jumping. If you didn't have friends before you could see it on the market, it had 15 offers and yours weren't getting accepted. It just wasn't going to happen. Wow. So we decided knock on doors, knock, knock, selling your house. Nope. Knock, knock, selling your house. Nope. Knock, knock, selling your house. Nope. About five no's. The six no's probably going to be yes. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm selling kind of, or I'm not thinking about selling, but maybe I should. And I'm leaving, I'm deploying this, then the third, whatever. They were saying all kinds of stuff. So hmm. eventually somebody said they want to sell and we bought it. And that was it. Wow. I think I can do this. <laughs> I mean, looking at it that way, there, there's tons of experience and, and thought process into it. It's, it's just interesting that, you know, there, there's people that take chances on us and, and see different parts of our career, but then you just flourish. And then you said 10 years later, same person comes back. You're still in the business. I mean, cause you've been in the business for 15 plus years, 17, I mean, you, yeah. 17. So you've seen so many different things and adjustments that way from, you know, peaks and growth on the market to the downturn and then back up again. And now we're in 2019 in almost knocking on 2020's door. So Claudine, where are you at now? I mean, so from that standpoint to, you know, you owning and operating, running your team, what's that look like? First of all, is it okay that I have on my queen Claudine glasses? It's up to you. Leave them on, take them off. (laughs) These are my queen Claudines, y'all. So, um, (laughs) So I did new construction first and I liked it. I did well, but you know, you sell 31 million in real estate sales. You should be making a million dollars. And I did. So that told me that I was Uh, totally being taken advantage of in my mind. Okay. So I decided I was going to do my own thing. But, um, you know, what I do is I work with different staff and different professionals versus different agents. I did try to have an agent on my team at one point. Okay. It wasn't as pleasant because of a a negative thing that she did that caused a negative review. I'm not McDonald's. I'm not ready to put my reputation out there to be damaged and crucified. Uh, I can't sleep at night. You know what I mean? So I'm not ready. And I was told by a mentor once, if you're ready to expand, you better be ready for the negatives. If you're not ready for the negatives, then you want to stay small, right? Yeah. And I do well small. I mean, I don't need but so much. And I, I basically don't work for money. I work for goals. So as long as I can meet my goals, I'm pretty happy, but I do really well. So if I thought about it, there's a lot of people that make a lot of money, but they're not profitable. Well said. And I don't want to make a lot of money and not be profitable. And the way I would make a lot of money and not be profitable is to buffer it with lots more people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'd be saying, oh, yeah, I did 30 million, but you can't pay your bills. <laughs> right. You <laughs> I hear it all what, the time. What did you pocket, right? It's not I, what you I make. I hear it all the keep. time. No <laughs> rental property, no assets, no savings, no simple IRA, no IRA, no nothing. Wow. And you just said all these years you've been making how much? Hmm. If your expenses are exceeding, you know, the money that you're making, then, you know, because I added up one time how much money I made in real estate over 17 years. Sure. And it's close to like $5 million. Okay. But you think about that over 17 years, there's, there's something missing from that, right? I mean, when you go into it, there's things to grow. Missing. I don't know if it's missing. If you don't have the assets, it's probably sure. problematic. Right. But that's on average of making what, $300,000 a year or something like that? Sure. But you're keeping that. You're bringing that in house. You're not spending that 300000 to be making X amount just to be on a board, just to say that I'm doing X amount of volume. Now you You do have your expenses, you know, you have to remove, but that's a lot. However, my assets are, you know, about 3 million. So that's not too, too bad. Oh yeah, for sure. I bought rental property and other businesses and assets that that's not too, too bad when I look at it. The rest, I guess I just spent it and paid the government. Um, (laughs) I don't know. know, Where did that, where that money went? Where did it go? Well, and I, I think that you bring up a good point, though. There's so many professionals that are watching or listening to this that are literally nodding their heads saying, yes, you're right. And you really got to look at it that way. Maybe not everybody's at that place yet, but the sooner you get there, the better off you are. But I, I really like the fact that what you said is that you're not chasing the money, you're chasing goals. And, and I, I think that, that I, I would love to elaborate on that a little bit more with the next question, Claudine, if that's okay. It's 
the, the what drives you and motivates you to get you out of bed and excited to do what you do every day to the level you do it at. I mean, what's your why for everybody yeah. out there? Yeah, and it's true because I talk about in my book, you have to know your why. You know, some people, they want to graduate and go walk across the stage. Other people want to graduate and have all A's and be valedictorian, right? Sure. And we're all in the same class, right? We have different whys. Yeah. Some people is your home, your upbringing, that family says, look, we, we, we're winners here. We have to do this, right? Mm-hmm. I wasn't born to fail. I'm a unicorn. And my main why is that I have, to, I have to pay my bills. I have to meet goals that I said I wanted to do. I have a family and I have a future. And really and truly, my great, 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 great grandkids are depending on me. So if I'm trying to build a legacy and mm-hmm. I don't understand what my purpose is, not just to live and die, to sure. live and give back and to set the stage for my legacy coming behind me, you know, work is overrated. So I want the, I want, I want to be the person that says, you know, whenever my family is born next, the next group of them, that they don't really have to work. They can just take my money and manage it. And that's it. Nobody in England is working. You don't see the queen get up every day and get out of bed and going on, going, going in a car to a job. She's just enjoying charity and just giving back and taking over the food. That, that money is so old and so long. And then when the queen gets in there, you know, what's the name? Just got married, made yeah. Markle. Yeah. You think she working every day? <laughs> no. No. See, you see what I'm saying? I do. So I do. a lot of that is um, overrated work. And I think mm-hmm. that you should do your life's work, oh. not your work work. One of the oh, things God. about me is that real estate is not work for me. It's actually fun and I enjoy it. And it's actually an extension of me. So we're on real estate at all times. When you wake up, you're on real estate. When you go to sleep, you're on real estate. When you travel, real estate is everywhere. I mean, we all live indoors, right? So 99.9% of us, unless you're a bum, lives indoors your whole life, period. End of story. You go to a business, that's real estate. You go to a hospital, it doesn't matter. Even if you get bums and they go to a shelter, it's real estate. That's right. Real estate, you cannot escape it. Hmm. You just can't, like air. So I'm like this. This is part of what we have to have. This is no American dream. This is American need. <laughs> so they yes. make it hard for people to think that it's something to attain. Hmm. But I don't know why, because you must live indoors. I mean, I don't understand. It's why people are so <laughs> caught up. With it. Now, the funny part about it is that um, when, I, when I'm out and about and I'm doing real estate, or I feel like I'm doing real estate, I don't feel like I'm at work. Uh-huh. I enjoy getting up every day. So I get up with my eternal clock. I have real estate affords me to live the lifestyle that I want. Mm-hmm. No one tells me where to go, what to do, how to do it. The more I work, the more money I make. The less I work, the less money I make. I want to go on vacation, I go on vacation. I don't have to punch a clock. My kids are sick, I got to run to school. I don't have anything to worry about. I don't have anybody telling me what to do. And because I'm so bossy and I'm so in charge of myself and I can't stand for people to tell me what to do, <laughs> this is it. This is the only profession that I feel I have full control. And the only real bosses that I have are my clients because I care about only their opinion. Everybody else, those opinions don't make deposits. Wow. Wow. (laughs) My clients' opinions make deposits. So I have to be very careful because one bad review can mess me up. So true. So So I have to care about that. So I love what I do. I take it very seriously. I take my clients very seriously. It's not easy. Um, it's not always glamorous and glorious as they see it on Facebook when I'm out here smiling and selling houses, but there's no need to show the negative because the premium on this job, uh, and the pay that we get the reward is way and far greater than Mm -hmm. anything else. Well said. Truly. I I mean, I look at it that way and there's so much to take away from that. So if everybody's watching or listening to this, I mean, they can really feel um, the passion that's coming out of you, obviously about what you do. And it's inside of you every day, every moment going through, but you're focusing on, you know, supporting your legacy and your family. And there's nothing greater than that, really focusing on the communities that you service and your clients that you care for. I mean, there's so much passion out of there, Claudine. And again, to me, that's really what drives the top producers. You're a top percent top producer Titan, as far as I'm concerned, there's so much drive and determination, but then passion. And you can't fake passion. You either love it or you don't. You, you either want to be there or you don't. And obviously through and through, if you guys aren't feeling this and, and really seeing this, then you need to pause it, rewind it. Cause that is really <laughs> awesome. You know, I'm just, I'm getting energized. Just listening. Well, to you know, if you chase the passion, you're going to be rich. There are teachers that make way more than 30,000. You always hear all oh, teachers don't make a lot of money. Yes. A person who is passionate about what they do and understand how to use the passion because you can be passionate about something and don't know how to use it. It's like sure. faith without works is dead. You got the passion, mm-hmm. you got the skill, but you don't go out there and do the work. So mm-hmm. it's not just having it. You got to know how to put it forth. And that's the thing. You have to birth it out of yourself and get other people to see it and believe it. It's like a product. If you're going to sell it and you don't know how to sell your product, 
then it doesn't matter how much passion you have and how I have people that know how to cook and sing and do everything else, but it's over here in the corner bottled up. They never mm -hmm. got it out. Do you see what I'm saying? So you can yeah. have it and no one ever sees it. And wow. so I'm willing to share it, show it and give back. And that's why I have a nonprofit to help single parents because I felt like I can't just keep doing this without something else. There's something greater and bigger in me that when I become successful, what, what does that really mean? Do I just hold on and keep everything to myself or do I go back and give back to the universe or the people in the community or somebody? Because I feel so grateful that I've, you know, I was chosen by this industry. It chose me. Um, I don't know if I chose it so much. So I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I have the opportunity to serve. And that's what I do. I provide shelter in the shelter industry and serve the community by making sure people have homes. And that's what I do. Hmm, Claudia, I love this. This is, this is a, an amazing start to what's going on. I want to shift gears into the next question because I think that everybody's really in anticipation to learn from you even more than they have right now. This next question is actually a crowd pleaser for the uh, subscribers and the viewers and listeners of this particular series. They want to know what the Titans are doing or have done to grow and scale their business. So if you could look back at your business thus far and pick or choose one or two things that you added to your business that took it from one level to the next. What's that look like for you, Claudia? Well, the good thing is I'm actually writing a book about um, how I made millions in real estate. So that's part of it. So I'll share that freebie for you guys and what I Love thought. Um, I had been doing real estate all wrong. Just everything was wrong from the, the day I started, the day I went into new construction until I switched over and I joined um, Keller Williams and I went and read the book, um, The Millionaire Real Estate Agent. Okay. And so um, I even took that book to another level because that's not all the way right either. But it has a uh, lot of principles of what I'm thinking that everybody should know before you get into real estate. Sure. So before you get into real estate, you should treat real estate, and this is a chapter in my book, think like a restaurant, act like a realtor. Wow. Okay. That's a Would chapter. You, I mean, you mind sharing a little bit of that? A little yeah. Okay. So when you open a restaurant, there are things you have to have. Even if you were dumb and slow and didn't know anything, you right. know, you have to have a location. Sure. Right. Yeah. You got to have a waiter. I think, I hope <laughs> Sure. you better have chairs and tables. Correct. Yeah. Forks, knives, a chef, some food. That's the basics. Right. Correct? For sure. Somebody's got to do the receipt. So you got to have an accountant. Nobody could just willy nilly. You got to have an operating system. You got to have a cash register, whatever. Yeah. That's what you have to have. I mean, you have to have that. Not only right. do you have to have all that to open the restaurant door, but you'd better darn have a contingency plan with some money saved hmm. and, you know, reserves, correct? Right. Because if you're a restaurant overhead for any place, even if you're in the middle of the hood, it's 15000 a month for a very small restaurant with four staff people, a cook, and, you know, just the equipment alone that you have to run, light mm -hmm. gas on, window washing, you know, <laughs> water bill. Right. Right? Yeah. So here's real estate. You go to mm -hmm. school for three weeks. Bang. Now you're going to make millions. Really? <laughs> Is that what they tell you? Because that's what they tell you. Uh, that's what they tell you. Right, I said, right. I'm going to open up a real estate <laughs> testing site because I'm going to make a heck of a lot of money with those failures. <laughs> I love it. I'm thinking for every pop uh, that they fail, I could really win here. Wow. Right? Yeah. yeah so sure. you're going to be successful after three weeks. Take a course, pass the test. Boom. Millions. Right? Wrong. Really? Uh, no. Yeah. No. You need to have a business plan. You need to budget accordingly to save your money. You need to understand the first 45 days, you're not going to close. Mm -hmm. You need to have a pipeline. You need to advertise and tell everybody who you are. You need to go out here and get your admin squared away. Get a, at least an assistant, even if it's virtual, but you got to have somebody to help you answer the phone. Mm -hmm. What kind of business are you? It can't even answer the phone. I mean, <laughs> right. why are we handling the transaction? So I learned um, what helped me in my business is that I learned what my job was. Mm, as a realtor, not realtor, because that's my pet peeve. Yeah. As a realtor. I say, I say realtor as well. So, yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> my job is not paperwork. Hmm. It's bringing in new business. Right. However, you have to do that. That means meeting people, advertising, going out in the community, doing whatever you got to do, making yourself known. Half the realtors we know are 007 secret that nobody knows them. I do classes. Okay. I go, raise your hand. Who's the top realtor? In I said, who, raise your hand and tell me if you know who the top realtor is in your area. Oh, yeah. They throw everybody else's name. I'm like, what, 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 why isn't it you? Where's your name? <laughs> Nobody knows you. <laughs> 007, secret agent. <laughs> A ninja agent, really? Seriously, it's crazy. Nobody knows you. Why? Hmm. You can spend $1 on advertising. So McDonald's is one of the what, biggest companies in the world. Oh, yeah. McDonald's, Coke, Disney. 
What yeah. does McDonald's do every day? They send millions per day in markets all over the world mm-hmm. to talk about the arches and a burger that we all eat and know about. Right. Full of plastic, by the way. But anyway. Sure. We're <laughs> <laughs> all dying at McDonald's, but yeah. Wildly successful, full of plastic food, but yeah. Hey, crazy. doesn't decay. I mean, you can't light the thing. <laughs> it doesn't just sit in the car for like six months and it's still in the same form. But anyway. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so for the sure. reason why they do that is because they have to stay in front of their clients. So I learned that I was a business and not an individual. And when I got that, I really, it really changed my world. I okay. hired an admin, I hired a marketing person. I, hired, I just hired a whole team of different people. Right. And once I did that, my business definitely, my business was doing good anyway, but sure. it was hard for me. Sure. I was struggling. I was babysitting transactions. I wow. got it. I took it in. I did the paperwork. I typed it up. I took the client. I put it mm. in. I called it. The client. I was called, I was. I was. It was all over the place. <laughs> all the, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I couldn't do it. Everything was. I was overwhelmed with it. Wow. And if you do that long enough, you're going to get what they call burnout because you're not happy, right? right? Once you get help, and you get a team of people together that can help you be great, your business grows because you're leveraging, mm-hmm. and then they have a job. And then you're able to sit back and enjoy by leveraging and delegating more than just running around like a crazy person trying to do it all. I think that's extremely insightful. And, and when you look at it, because the, the audience who's, who's going through, they're saying, yeah, you know, that makes a ton of sense if they're not already there. But I guess from your perspective and advice to anybody who's watching or listening to this, when is it the right time or when do you think there's that time where you need to start shifting that way? Because when you're starting out, there's a little bit of fear. When do I start? Do I have the You should never start. Okay, so do you start the restaurant and then you buy the food later? Or you start the restaurant with the food but no chairs and tables? When do you mm-hmm. start getting the chairs and tables? Sure. When, do you, when do you hire the cook? The day you open, you have to have okay. the location, the chairs and tables. Yeah. Everything needs to start from the, a true business starts all together the right way. Wow. And you only can start the right way when you have the capital to do so. So why would you start the business without having at least a year's worth of your bills and a year's worth of what you may need to run the business, which is the, the, um, admin salary, the marketing person salary, your database money, all those things, because believe it or not, when you start out correctly within three months, you're going to see a return on your investment. If not, you have the wrong team. Sure. I say, save three months of the admin money. You're going to know if you're going to be in love with her more than a week after two weeks, if they don't come to work next, you see what I'm saying? (laughs) So I you don't it. have to wait three months. Just save three months, but you don't have to wait because that admin should make you money within the first three months. And it is wow. true. Oh, that's great. Yeah. But I, if I, you don't have those things to start the business, why would you do it? There's no wait. It should have started out day one. And men, I know this is chauvinistic, but men don't have to worry about it because they don't get anything. They're not as organized as women. They're not nurturers. They're not going to babysit the transaction like we do. They immediately hire people. I see it every day when I see a guy going to real estate, wow. he gets help. Okay. Automatically. Women are babysitting the whole thing. We're pushing it in the stroller. We're changing the diaper. We're doing all the stuff. <laughs> we're like, wait a minute. Why don't you have a transaction coordinator? Why don't you have a person that does, hmm. you know, putting out your signs? Why don't you? It's so simple. People do it for pennies on a dollar. That's the funny part. Sure. And it's per deal. So it's not like you're paying them. I like those people because they yeah. work when I work and they're going to hustle with me because I'm a hustler. And if you're sitting by the desk talking to your friends on Facebook and your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your family member, and your kids, you're not getting anything done. That's salary. Yeah. But if you get per transaction people, oh, they're working for their money. <laughs> That's so true. And, and, and when you're breaking it down that way, Claudine, it seems like a silly question for anybody to ask. So again, I'm so glad that you're giving that advice because it's extremely important. Hopefully everybody's, you know, taking notes and, and, and pause this, rewind this, listen to Claudine again. And Claudine, I don't want to throw you under the bus, but I mean, she is a wealth of knowledge. So if you got any questions, reach out. I mean, she might not be able to get to everybody right away or anything like that, but I'm just telling you that this is a beautiful, amazing resource and a, and a perfect example of, of what a true real estate professional should be doing. Um, I mean, we could talk on and on and on about different advisory portions. So I just want, I want to leave it at that, uh, kind of going through, not giving away all the secrets that way, but Claudine, that was amazing. Truly, truly awesome info. Well, thank you. In my uh, book, I got the secret sauce. So with, with the book, and I would love to jump into that too. Is, so you, you, just for the audience out here, and we'll definitely give more information as time goes on, but Claudine, you have a book coming out and you have a yes. book tour. Would you mind talking about that just a little bit? Yeah, I just wrote a book because I get 
every day I'm getting inbox, Claudine, I want to go into real estate. I want to go into real estate. I want to, and so I'm opening the school. I'm opening a school of real estate and I'm actually writing a book. I wrote the book. I'm just waiting for um, the cover to be finished. Okay. And I'm so excited because the foreword to the book is written by the Robert Kiyosaki team, John Burley. So that to me was huge. I think I sent, you, I sent you the uh, forward. I believe. Yep. Yes, you <laughs> so did. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that is a big deal. Anybody, anybody who doesn't know that realm and that world, I mean, you're, you're in the wrong space. Get out of the rock that you're underneath because that's a big deal, Claudia. Yes, yes. I, um, I'm very, very flattered that John would actually do that. He's mentored me and he's helped me. And he, you know, I'm honored to call him my mentor. And I've only met him about four times, but um, he has mentored me pretty much through a lot of things. I went to his boot camp in Phoenix. And I flew to Phoenix, I actually didn't have lunch with him, um, I think it was last year or whenever we were before. And yeah. so um, we've kept in touch and everything that he does or what I was learning through the uh, Kiyosaki team was helping me develop the, um, just the confidence to go out and buy things and get residual income so that I can retire out of real estate. Because I never, I'm going to probably retire, retire, sure. but I don't have to work hard or hustle hard because I'll, able, I'll be able to leverage and re reap the benefits of all the sewing I did when I purchased real estate properties. And if you are in real estate and you don't own the very thing that you sell, shame on you. It's at uh, our fingertips. Uh, and did you know that 60% of realtors don't own property? That's crazy. And over 75% don't own rental property. It's, it's right uh, there. It's, I'm amazed. Yeah. So the last deal is what? Their last dollar. Yeah, true. Well said. I mean, you always have to look at your income streams. And I think the average, you know, millionaire in the United States has at least seven. Um, you know, when it comes to real estate's one segment, I mean, there, there has to be diversity in what you're doing. And, and that's sound advice for everybody out there. There's so many professionals that I feel that they, they know that, but they don't do what they need to do. So please well, listen to Claudine. Tip. Listen to Claudine. Here's a tip. There is a book called One Thing. So when you say diversity, I want to make sure that we're very clear. Yes. Real estate agents don't even understand the type of diversity that they can have. Warren Buffett will tell you, if you like it and you do stock, stick with it. Don't do t 10 different things, right? Sure, sure. So one thing talks about one thing. You don't see Michael Jordan doing anything but basketball. You don't see Michael Jackson doing the thing. And you don't see Serena doing anything but you know playing tennis. Why? Because they focus on the one thing. Real estate mm -hmm. is very unique. And I'm going to tell you why. You can put all your eggs in one basket. I should write that as my next book. Put all your eggs in one basket. Oh, wow. The basket I'm talking about is in real estate, you can do commercial, luxury, mm -hmm. rentals, right? Sure. You can open a school, which is what I'm doing. My mm -hmm. other stream. Why? You've been in real estate. You know the stuff. You took principles. You did doing it for 10 years. Why don't you open a school? Right. 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 That's one. You can write a book. You can have collateral. That's mm -hmm. another stream. You can do podcasts. You can do speeches. You can do coaching training. There's a multitude. I mean, a myriad of things that you can do and keep it in the real estate basket because I can't, it. it bothers me when I see a real estate agent selling $5 jewelry or nothing's right. wrong with that. Right, but right, right. I got a, an agent that went online in one of the groups and said, Oh, you know, I'm going into a, um, another business. I think she said cleaning or something. Mm -hmm. And she wanted to know if she should brand it on her truck. She should brand the cleaning bit why wouldn't she brand the real estate on her truck is what I, the reason why she's going into that business because she's failing at real estate and wow. she wants to try to find clients. So she's trying to, you know, you should be branding the real estate and stop confusing the audience and then tell them as an add on, you could be into photography. You can even do baskets for closings. These sure. are all real estate related. There's so many different things that support real estate that you could do that. Hmm. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, and a oh, lot yeah. of real estate agents go to, you know, go sell chicken or I don't know what they're doing. I'm like, you have a, a license worth so much money and you're doing everything outside of that. So in my retirement, as I, you said, millionaires have several streams of income. Uh -huh. And one of mine, of course, is my real estate, my school. I do a classroom school. I'm going to do online school. That's what I'm opening up a school for. Love and it. then I'm going to do my book. And then of course, um, you know, I have my rental properties. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm trying to get my collateral. I love these glasses. I love them. I'd like to make some real estate glasses out of them. But anyway, so I can see clearly now. Uh. But um, so I'm still working on, you know, I also have my um, my retirement pay that I've been saving from ever. And I finally can. So those are still Brilliant. some streams. I don't have seven yet, but mm -hmm. I'm working on it. Sure. And um, I'm going to be comfortable because they're all bringing in a good source. 
Um, and so, you know, we just don't understand that we can't confuse our audience. When you get old and retire, you can go buy food trucks and things like that, which I'm investing in. And I can invest in other people's business. I'm trying to be Mark Cuban, you know, yeah, I'm shark yeah. tanking it. But what? honestly, I wouldn't want to be loud about that type of investment. That's a mm -hmm. silent investment. Sure. But if you're promoting your, 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 your jewelry or your shoes or whatever you're doing, I'm like, what does that have to do with real estate? Now the audience is confused because they don't see you serious about your real estate business, right? Right. Right. She's the chick that sells shoes, not the sick chick that sells real estate. You want to be known for anybody who wants real estate, they're going to call you. Hmm. Love it. There's some yeah. real estate agents that do makeup. I, I don't, I think, I think you hit it right on the head. And I think everybody who's watching or listening really understands what you're talking about is having the diversification inside the realm of real estate. And I, I think that that's, that's brilliant advice. And again, I mean, we could go on and on and on, Claudia. And I mean, this is just chock full of amazing information. I want, I want to keep moving forward with everybody out there and going on to the next one, but this has been amazing. Again, pause it, rewind it contact Claudine, DM, it's all there. I'll have all of her links in the comments down below. But Claudine, I want to shift gears on this and I really want to share with everybody this particular question. It's the tricky part of this interview and series. It's the challenge question. Now, at the end of the day, I always lead into it with we all have challenges in our lives, personal or professional, no one's exempt, whether it's in the past, in the present, or in the future. We're all going to have hard times personally and professionally. If you wouldn't mind sharing a challenge or two that you dealt with, that you overcame or you learned from became stronger because of it. What's that look like for you? There's a couple of challenges that we all face, but one of the, I can tell you about two challenges. One recently okay. was I broke my foot and I still was able to work with broken foot because I wasn't going to not allow myself to, because nothing stops me. I feel like we make excuses. It's either going to get it done. Or you're going to make an excuse. That's just how I live. Ah, so that. that was a challenge for me because I had to figure out how to do real estate with one but, sure. and so I made it work. It, it was hard, you know, and you have to go out and take the boot off to the boot on and try not to let the clients see it because then they feel like nobody on Facebook knew I told no one. Cause wow. you tell that to somebody online, you're done. Cause they're going to be like, Oh, she's, you know, she broke her foot. She can't do it. Let me call someone else. Right. Uh -uh. I showed up wow. with the crutches and the boot and I did it. So okay. that was a challenge for me. The <laughs> other challenge is relationships. When I first um, was doing real estate, and I did new construction, it was easy. It was like a job, 11 mm -hmm. to six, whatever, you know? Sure. But when you're on your own and you're a business owner, it is not 11 to six, you know? You don't get days off and, and right. vacations. You have to really sit back and tell and share with your family what the purpose is of why you're working. Hmm. We have a thing called bowl laws. It's like, you know, you like living life by design, right? Okay. And so the bull laws basically gives you an oath or maybe a promise to your family. And it's basically something like, you know, Hey, I just want you to know, this is what I got to do in order for us to get here. And I want you to understand it. Therefore don't ask me to do this, 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 and this, because in order for me to be an excellent real estate agent, I'm going to have to be a bad mom or an okay mom, an okay wife, an okay friend, wow. because I can't focus on those things and take, you know, Johnny to school and push him in the stroller and go to the zoo and wash clothes, iron and feed everybody and do all that stuff while I'm trying to be excellent at this, because hmm. this is going to get us there. And wow. that was something, a conversation I had to have because some people, grown men, grown kids, don't get that this is so important that you need to be a part of it and stop acting like you are separate from it. So here's wow. what I hear from a lot of real estate professionals and a lot of people in business is that, yeah. well, you know, my family comes first. Thank you for sharing. Good luck with that. Sure. Your family's going to be last if you don't make money to feed them. Wow. So family might be first, but there were times where if I had a sick child, I had to give them some Tylenol, make it to the closing, and then get to the emergency room. That's right. just a fact. They're sure. not dead. Now, if their arm's hanging off with blood hanging out of it, we all know that that's an emergency. <laughs> Different story. But if your kids are my stomach hurts, you stay home the whole day, you forget about all your clients, you drop everything. You got to understand something. If you can't do it, get a village. Hmm. No one's dead. Everybody's going to be fine. Yeah. I broke my foot, went to my appointment, and then I went to the hospital to get the cast on. Wow. I had an appointment. And the appointment was important. It was with children. I was meant to speak in front of a school. Hmm. I couldn't walk. I had to crawl up the steps. It was broken. Yeah. You know, to crawl up the steps. So I got into the class. I said, look, my foot is broken. I know I broke it. I can't get to the emergency right now because I broke it right across the street. So instead of me going to the hospital and coming back, I knew I had to do this. I might as well walk over here, crawl over here. They look like, oh my God, this woman, <laughs> I just need to sit down. I can't stand up. It is broken. And then wow. I had to hop on one foot to the car to get in, you know, 
to go <laughs> home, and it was very painful to drive. Oh boy. But, but this may happen though, right? I mean, you yeah, still may. Everybody else would have said they could do it. They would call, hey, I broke my foot. I hope you understand. Have a nice day. Wow. I am never going to be not be where I'm supposed to be when I commit to it. And that's a big thing. Most people are failing on the other side of commitment, consistency, mm. and integrity. They're failing on the other side of that. If that. you're not consistent, you don't have integrity, which is a lot of problems that we have these days, mm-hmm. and you're not committed. Those three things are just going to wipe you out. You're just done. Wow. I mean, that, that's huge life lessons and learning all the way through what you've been through. But then also to, to reverberate everything out to everybody else is there, there's so many excuses that we can throw. And, and, and I get it. Family is important and that sort of thing. But you have to judge every situation. You know, you really have to look out for the greater good and not just short term and midterm, but also long term. And, and those are very personal decisions. And some people just won't. Um, but there's a top 1%, there's a top 5%, there's a top 10%. There's everybody else too. So we're not all unicorns. Goal. We're not all unicorns. Well, and you know, the other thing is, everybody does have the same goals. Like sure. you might want a Bugatti, I might want an airplane. I mean, I'm going to work like a crazy person to get a million dollar airplane, but your Bugatti is only 450,000. I mean, we got a whole different mindset of what we want i talked to a guy recently he's like hey all i want when i came to this country was a house and a, and a mercedes i'm like you got two liabilities what right. yeah two liabilities what you're paying for every day you're paying for your house and your mercedes hmm. if the house and the mercedes was paying you now you got an asset assets create money liabilities yeah. don't mm-hmm. now if you bought a rental property and you're getting that to pay off your house we might can talk, you know? Right. So I had to explain that to him. So he's just happy with his $50,000 $50, check and he got his Mercedes in his house and he's good. I can't touch that. That's no. his mindset. Yeah. You know, he's not going to have anything when he gets older because even with 60, it's hard to live on it anywhere. We're in Virginia, you know? Yeah, so sure. it's, it's, you're just pushing the envelope every day, hoping and praying that you can get past your bills. Hmm. Um, and a person like that is going to have a lot of debt. And that's what we have. But we got right. bankers. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> we can do that. There's so much into that, Claudine. And again, I mean, the, the ultimate uh, takeaway for me, and hopefully the audience is getting this as well, is, is just really look at your life, look at your balance the best you can and figure out your goals and do what's necessary to get that done. Um, and, and, and again, not necessarily caring what others think. Everybody's different. And if we were all the same, it'd be boring. So uh, that's again, just, just don't even let it happen there. And again, I want to thank you for sharing that because it's not easy to talk about challenge, struggle, things along those lines, but we all have them. We all deal with them. Um, I want to go to the next question, which really shifts gears a little bit, goes a lot softer. It's actually my favorite question of the particular series. It's a travel back in time question, Claudine. So if you could go back in time and give your younger self a piece of advice or two, at any age range, any time frame, what would you say to your younger self? Well, there's a couple of things I would say, but it wasn't going to happen. Okay. I would have loved to have had a mentor, but when I was coming up in real estate, nobody was mentoring. Okay. Interesting. Wow. I would okay. have definitely, that's my biggest suggestion. My other suggestion was because my kids are young and innovative and they don't work for anybody and all that good stuff, no job policy. I would have probably opened my own brokerage. Wow. You know, I would have been like, Cause when you first start, you can't be a broker. You mm-hmm. got to have three years in, right? you know what I mean? So I probably would have done my own thing and I could have just, you know, just been my own company and I'm smart enough to be able to have been able to do it. It's not like I was slow. I know business uh, acumen in my mind. I've, I've been mm-hmm. working since I was 14. So I kind of think I could do that, but I never did. So mm-hmm. um, there's nothing wrong with not owning as long as you own your own entity and you umbrella under the umbrella of someone else. Sure. But um I just feel like I would have done, done so much more than to spend a lot of time working as a you know new construction agent or something like that. Nothing wrong with it. It was great experience. I loved it. But um, I feel like I could have done well for myself by now or oh. much more for myself. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I love those, those responses into it. And, and there's a, a continuance with the Titans throughout the series is, is looking at it from that perspective. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say, you know what? I wish I would have waited a little bit longer. Most of the time it's, I wish I would have done this five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And, and that's kind of the, the typical thought process, especially with top tier real estate professionals. Uh, but, but again, there's different paths and, and we're not saying that you would ever adjust anything that you did in your past because what you did, as you said, you learned and grow from and, and you that's became right. who you are because of it. So, but it is interesting because if anybody it's out there and teetering on the fence to, to do your own thing or to open up your own thing, I mean, look, listen to Claudine. She would go back. Maybe she would change a few things. 
just take some of this advice and go through it because it's great, not just for myself, but everybody's watching and listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's great stuff for sure, Claudine. So, yeah, and I don't regret. I just think that I probably would have been better if I had done it. But I feel like, like you said, everything is good. You do what you do to get where you go. And when you get there, you get a long way. I don't think I made any mistakes. I don't. I don't think they were mistakes. I just felt like they were different choices. Okay. I, I love that. I think that's so, I think that's so true into it. And I want to, this will segue beautifully into the next portion of this. And I really, really enjoy this particular question. This is a crowd pleaser for the audience because everybody wants to learn and grow like the Titans have and continue to. So this is the feeding of the mind question. And I always lead into it with books you're reading or have read, podcasts you're listening to, influencers and social media coaches. Claudine, how are you feeding your mind? Well, um, I usually get up every day and I actually read, um, real estate stuff, dealing with anything that's happening in the market, definitely about mortgages. Mortgages, I think I read more about mortgages than I do about anything else. Interesting. Because nobody really needs a real estate agent, let's be real. Uh, Don't say that, no, don't say that. They don't need, they don't need, but they need a mortgage. You must have a mortgage unless you're buying cash. Yes, you don't need, a real estate agent is Perfect. It's wonderful. It's great to have a real estate agent. Agreed. But let's say you went out and did it on your own, right? You've seen it. Sure. Not that it was great. Right. You know, you don't need it, yeah. but you don't have one. <laughs> it might cost you a lot of money. Yes. Agreed. But you need a mortgage if you're not buying cash, wow, right? Okay. So I'm learning about different mortgage things because I need to tell my clients when they come to me, oh, you're VA? Oh, you're buying a veteran? Are you a veteran? Okay, well, maybe you can use a VA loan. And then, oh, now there's a cap removal. So January 1, you don't have to worry about that. Oh, and by the way, if you have two VA loans, you can still have a third. <gasps> I didn't know that I was told I couldn't. Or how about this? Maybe we need to refinance your old houses and take those VA out, but you get that one-time use and maybe you can get your eligibility. There's things I need to know. There's FHA situations I need to know about. Maybe you want to do a 203K, rebuild a house instead of finding something you can't, you can't afford that, but we can find your raggedy house here and we can rehab it. There's so many different things that mortgages are basically the crux of our business. And when the interest rates are high or the government changes rules or lending practices change, that affects what we do. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I read the trends on you know, how many days on market, how many things are, you know, how many, how much inventory we have. Those are things that interest me. Yeah. So I can see what's going on. Now I'm proof. I'm, I'm what they call, um, I don't know what they call it. Something proof, like, um, recession proof. Okay. So whether I sell real estate or not, I'm still going to get residual income from my business, from my profit share, from my rental properties, all that other people, guess what? Last deal, last dollar. That's a Ah, horrible feeling to have. So bad. Right. If yeah. you don't set your life up residual. So Leap is a book that I read years ago. It's L-E-A-P. Okay. Um, and the author of that book is Mike, I think it's called Stigliani or Stigliano, whatever. Okay. That's okay. his name. And he, um, this book, you can't really get it. I think you can get it on like an eBay or something, but the book was designed for financial planners. Wow. And that's a really good book. And it talks about, you know, um, everything from retirement to life insurance and those sort of things. Miracle Morning is another one. Everybody's heard of Miracle Morning For by sure. Hal Arroyo. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good book. Um, I, read, like, I read these things over and over. And then of course I have my own book, which is Removing the Fear of Investing in Real Estate. And wow. everybody knows I love John Maxwell. Every book, it doesn't matter how successful people lead. I mean, you name it, I'm that. And of course, Napoleon Hill, who's also under the Rich Dad Poor Dad. They really follow Napoleon Hill a lot. And Thinking Pro Rich is really great. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a money manager, so everything I read is usually around money. Okay. Almost everything that I read is probably around money. And mm-hmm. so I've shifted a little bit now into health because the two things you don't learn in school are money and health. That's why we eat plastic food because we, we're told it'll filter through. Right. Not through. That's what's causing cancer. But anyway, so I'm learning to read things about health. I don't read books per se, but I do follow mm-hmm. people like Dr. Sabi and I'm learning to eat plant-based food. I'm okay. a gorilla now, so I'm going to eat uh, like a gorilla. Just I love it. and water. Yes. And you can live on that. And mm-hmm. you can be healthy because a gorilla is healthy. And right. One of my chapters is going to be gorilla eating. So <laughs> talk about that. If you That's grow so your food, you know you're getting good food. And we don't mm-hmm. grow our food. And we all have gardens. We all have backyards. We all have porches. We can put our food in a pot. Right. All we got to do is grow it and eat it. And mm-hmm. if we did that, we, we wouldn't have pesticide, you know, health problems, cancer. You know, we just need to eat our berries and uh, antioxidants and our nuts and our, you know, gorilla mm-hmm. food. I call it gorilla food because gorillas eat leaves, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They eat live animal, live foods and we eat dead animals, right? 
Unreal. So I'm not against anyone's style of doing sure. anything, oh, yeah. but I'm educating myself on eating more plant-based items hmm. and not eating so much processed food and, you know, carbs and GMOs and glutens. And I'm hearing all this stuff. I'm like, what is all this? He's <laughs> African. What, what is I that? I don't know if eating this. What's a GMO? What wow. genetically? What? So that's why the chicken leg is so fat. So oh, I, I don't eat crazy. chicken really. Um, I'm not against anything. I grew up as a sure. pescatarian, but... That's because mm. my father ate a lot of um, fish, but um, I'm not against anything. I just don't, right. don't indulge. And I don't drink. I mm. don't smoke. Never okay. have. Wow. I mean, I might if I can get one of those dispensaries. Just kidding. Just kidding. That's right. <laughs> hey, Colorado is hey, there. I think there's Washington and California too, but. Look, if you don't smoke it, it's the best person to have the job. You're not going to eat up all your crap. You That's know right. But yeah. Oh, um, so. You know, those are the type of things I like to think health and mental, you know, keeping all the mind, body and soul. Last chapter of my book talks about health. You can do all the real estate in the world, but if you're not healthy, you know, so you need to look at your health. We only have one body hmm. and, you know, we got a lot of excuses. Oh, my grandmother did that. Too. She lived to 104 years old. Your grandma didn't do that because they didn't have GMOs and gluten and McDonald's right. that was feeding them plastic. They actually had real meat at one time. Now it's all fillers. So uh-huh. um, your grandmother she she got lucky That's right. That's <laughs> we're, all, right. we're all on medication we're like the food and drug administration oh, got us all man. on everything from high blood pressure pills to heart attack stuff to you know we're, we got all these ailments and it's only because of what the, the gut health the food you eat wow. yeah we talked about this a little bit we did we did yeah. it's it's crazy and, and the, the lack of knowledge or information on this that, that that's not out there is crazy to me and um, who who are the people that you follow again that you were saying that you're kind of learning from on these topics? Dr. Sabi is okay. uh, a person who's from lives in Honduras or did he die? Okay, and he basically talks about eating things like sea moss and non-hybrid foods, like you know when you had a grape and it had no seed in it, not good, man-made. Like, wait a minute, seeds, you know, <laughs> like watermelon with seeds. I don't want those <laughs> seeds. I mean, this is, this is, uh, this is a, a plethora of information going through, I mean, from books to, to influencers, things like that. And again, having that balance into what you're feeding your mind, but then also your body and your soul, I think is a beautiful representation. Um, just as always, everybody, I'm going to have links in the comments down below so that you can feed your mind and learn and grow the same way, or at least try to the same way that Claudine's doing. So Claudine, I can't thank you enough for being on the show. I mean, this has been chock full of amazing, compelling information, huge takeaways for entrepreneurs, for real estate professionals all around. I want to wrap everything up with a final question. And this one ends up being the quote or mantra that you live by that sums you up as a person, a professional. What's that look like for Claudine Ellis? Well, I do live by a high, high level of integrity. I believe that I want to sleep well at night. And so everything I do, I do it with the mindset that I want to sleep well. I want to do the right thing at all times. It's never, ever the wrong time to do the right thing. Wow. So I always want to live by that. And I live in frustration because 99% of people don't do what they say. Hmm. They just don't. Yeah. They do, they'll say anything and they don't show up on time. They don't put in their all. They don't work extremely hard. They want things and don't want to put, you know, I'm like, don't be mad at the stuff you didn't get for the work you didn't do. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're yeah. blamers. We are, you know, we don't take accountability. We don't take, we, we just don't do that. We make excuses. <laughs> right. Um, I did write in my book about that. You know, I didn't get paid one time and I was told that, you know, these are nice people in this, that, and the third. No, 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 That's not how it goes. You need to go back to the people who didn't pay me and you need to keep them accountable. I shouldn't be shamed as the victim when I'm the one that didn't get paid. How does that work? Like, wow. I, I should be the one you should be sympathizing with, but I'm told I have to give people the benefit of the doubt and oh, not yeah. be angry because of what I earned, I did not get. You know, that type of thing. And you talk yeah. about challenges. Those are some of the challenges I should have talked about, really, that, okay. you know, I'm told that I should do this and I should do that and I should act a certain way. And I'm no puppet. I don't mm-hmm. do that. I'm a free person. I speak freely. I live in America and I can do exactly what I want, how I want it, when I want it, because I have a right to do it and no one silences me. It's one of those things that's hard to be me because I'm going to say it like it is and wow. do it like it is, regardless of the opinions of other flawed people. Hmm. Uh, Claudine, you know? I, I, I think that the way that you mentioned that is, is so amazing. And when it comes down to 
the, the trailblazers, the mavericks, the outliers, those individuals, yourself included, uh, they're the ones who are making the big difference in this world. Uh, really being an original and not caring to what others are saying or, or, or listening to other flawed individuals, as you put it. Exactly. I think that that is an amazing example for more people out there, not just real estate professionals, but everybody mm -hmm. out there who's watching or listening, please follow that example. Uh, this world would be a much better, more interesting place, uh, in my opinion. So I thought that was Well, great. you know, we're just always trying to worry about what other people are doing. And I think we need to focus about what we want to do. If we have more mm -hmm. confidence in ourselves, it's called self-esteem, meaning belongs to self, not others. Yeah. So why are your self-esteem being damaged about what someone says? And people say a lot of things. They talked about Jesus. Remember, he's supposed to be like perfect, right? So if they're going to talk about Jesus, the almighty, then they're going to talk about you. Oh, my God. Well, so what? The world hasn't ended. Someone talked about you. Mm. Wake up. Sticks and stones may break your bones, but nature <laughs> never harm you. Yes. <laughs> this is like kindergarten, guys. <laughs> Don't worry about what other people uh, say. They're going to talk. And eventually... Yeah the story goes away. You know, you For see sure. some of the news and everybody's talking about it. What happens a year later? You don't even hear about it. Yeah, it's not right. that serious, right? True. True. Actually, you know, some publicity, whether good or bad, is not so bad. I you agree. And, and to that point too, I mean, if people aren't talking about you and, and especially on the negative side, throwing shade, you're probably not doing it right because it, there's, there's going to be people that are always going to hate, that are, that are going to be jealous always. and envious. And if you're not upsetting certain people, then you don't have your own opinion. And mm -hmm. I, I think that that's not to try to be in a nasty or a negative sense, right. but you need to try to do what's right for you and your family and your future and, and your culture and your atmosphere. Some people are going to like it and some people won't. And that's yeah, okay. No, nobody wants realness. And when I'm in my book, it's pretty raw and real. Nobody likes I, that. I can't wait. I can't wait for yeah, this book. They don't like it. They don't want the real. They want the fake. I can't be fake. I've tried to practice it. It didn't work out so well. <laughs> I just can't know. After a while, I'm going to come back to my natural self, right? Oh, but I always tell people, you're going to get it from me real. If you don't want 100%, then guess what? You're not my tribe. Right. You're going to move on to the left. Get, get somebody else. Yeah. yeah I'm not, I'm not going to be the one for you. We're not all designed. You can have 12 peaches, 12 people, best peaches in the world, and someone doesn't like peaches, someone doesn't like the color. It ain't sweet enough. It's something. So it doesn't matter. You can't please all the people all the time. And I'll leave you with this. If yes. you want real freedom, Stop worrying about what other people think. It's a freeing feeling. You heard it, everybody. I mean, Claudine, this, this is amazing. I, I cannot thank you enough for being on the show. It was an honor. It was an absolute blast. You're an official thank real you. estate titan. Seriously, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. And everybody out there, thanks so much for your time and attention, your love and support. As always, if you like what we're doing here with Real Estate Titans, please don't forget to throw a like on the Facebook page, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and have a listen on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcast. Live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Bye.